Dr. Silman, if you could just start by explaining to us exactly when and how Shiraz was abducted. It was on Tuesday, five or six days ago. It was his last day inside Syria. He was greeting all the people he made friends with in the gift of the Givas Rahma Hospital. And in fact, they were chasing him. They said, it's getting late, it's getting dark, it's winter, you need to get to the border now. Take your food as part cost and leave. So our two drivers took him. They took a road that's used by us for four years without an incident. It's a road that our ambulances travel when they take patients from the hospital in, in Turkish to, uh, to the Turkish border. And they went on the road, and when they passed our second hospital called Al-Hilal, it was at that point that two cars crossed in front of them, stopped them, and got out. Six guys with guns got out. They came to the car. They put the guns, not on Shiraz, for what I know, but on the, on the Syrian drivers. But my driver said, these people are not aggressive. They asked, when they saw Shiraz, they asked, is he a foreigner? They said, yes. They asked, does he have a passport? They said, yes. They asked, is he a Muslim? They said, yes. Then they blindfolded my drivers and took all three of them, put the three cars, to a place about an hour away. When they stopped, they took them out, removed the blindfold, and the certain drivers were brave. They asked these people, who are you? They said, we represent all groups. Now, nobody represents all groups, so that was confusing. Secondly, they asked, where are we? They gave an exact location of where they had taken them. Thirdly, they said, you can go. And in the car, they had taken away the cell phone of one of my drivers. And they said, here's your cell phone, you can take it and go back. So they said, what about Shiraz? They said, look, uh, please don't harm him. These South Africans and South Africans have helped us a lot. They said, no, all we want is to clear a misunderstanding. We'll bring him back after two days to the hospital. And that was the last. They never asked for ransom. They didn't say we want money, we're going to harm him, nothing. They just said, clear a misunderstanding and bring him back in two days. But now it's five days gone. So have you heard anything more? Are there any indications of where he might be held, who he's being held by? No, we know not. This is a different situation. This is direct contact. In the other cases we worked in the past, we had to work through witnesses and information. This, my guys were in direct contact with the guys who took him, you know, and they just said they represent all groups. Now, no group has claimed responsibility. Right or now, nobody has said we have him. So who are these people? Do they represent those groups? Or could they be a group of bandits? We don't know. They didn't say they want money. They didn't say we want ransom, nothing. They just said we want to clear a misunderstanding. So that's why we're confused, but we've had a, virtually all of Australia searching for him. There's been protests on Saturday. There were protests yesterday. There's more protests expected today. More and more people are calling us. They all want Shiraz's picture inside Syria. They're circulating it. They want information how to get hold of him. You know, what do we know about him, where he was taken last, and how they can assist. We've even got calls from London. People said, you know, we have friends and family inside Syria. We have networks. We have people who can help. We will join the search. And in fact, today, we will be meeting those people from London with connections inside Syria. Dr. Silliman, I want you to respond to uh, some of the uh, cynics and the criticism around gift of the givers and uh, taking people to these war-torn areas. Um, Obviously, as journalists, uh, you know exactly what you're getting into, and uh, some people would even volunteer to go on these missions. What was the case with regard to uh, Shiraz Muhammad, and how do you respond to that criticism? It's a, it's a professional risk. It's a professional hazard. When we take medical things across, there's a chance we can die. That's quite normal. Everybody is an, is an, an individual. He has intelligence. He has his own decision-making capacity. He discusses with his family, and he knows there's a chance he won't come back. 
whether it's a doctor, a paramedic, a nurse, or a journalist. It goes for the profession. Like fire people work in the fires in South Africa, they can die in the fire. You know, doctors can die from HIV or from some kind of infection they pick up in hospital. It's associated with a job. You know what you're doing. You're doing it's your own decision. Nobody puts a gun to your head. Shiraz actually was stopped by me on a few occasions to come into Syria. I told him no. And this time, after the fall of uh, Aleppo and the evacuation took place, the, the country and the ceasefire came to play. It was actually relatively more safer now than in any other period. And it was at that point, and four years later, when we are so well established inside the country, with so many networks and so many people who know us from the Turkish border, right inside. So we said, okay, he will be with our team. And actually, we only facilitated his entry into Syria. He wanted to go. We were not taking teams in. So we did him a favor because he's been asking for three years. And we said, finally, okay, you can go in now and go do what you love to do. You like to take pictures? Welcome. Go and do whatever you want. And that's what we did. And just a final question, Dr. Suleiman. How is uh, Shiraz Mohammed's family coping? they finding it very difficult. I get messages every hour. Please, we can't handle it anymore. We are devastated. How soon can you get him back? You know, what's possible? Have you had any information? Are they updated? No, what more can you tell us? This is driving us insane. Those kind of messages, which are very, very understandable, given the uncertainty surrounding this kind of situation. Dr. Imtia Suleiman, thank you so much for that update, founder of Gift of the Givers.